It's a beautiful culture. It's an amazing culture. It's gorgeous stories, beautiful music, amazing traditions that are being lost. And that's why when somebody says to me that you're too pretty to be Aboriginal, I'm not sure what their idea of an Aboriginal looks like, but it's me. You're listening to a Sin Media Podcast. Previously heard live on Sin 90.7. You guys are locked in to the power of she here on Sin with myself, Jenna. For those of you who are tuning in for the very first time, this is the show that is all about creating a platform to celebrate the wonderful work of women within the music industry and to talk about what it's like to be a young woman. So I have a very lovely young woman with me today. Hi, my name's Tana. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. We've got a very important topic to be talking about today, don't we, China? Yes, we do. You are joining me to talk about what it is like to grow up as an Indigenous Australian young woman. We have a lot to get through, but it's a very important show to have. And I'm so privileged for you to be coming on this show to talk about this and to use this platform in a positive way. So we will get on to your expertise, your thoughts, your feelings, all of that wonderfulness, China. But for now, we're going to jump into another track. This is Who Is She To You by Brandy. You guys on Sin, stay tuned. Don't even think about calling me crazy. You know you beat that lady That song is good. Sorry, sorry, China, I had to. But that is My Goodness by Emma Donovan. What did you think, China? Did you enjoy? Yeah, no, that was great. That was such a sick tune. So I mentioned earlier that I am privileged enough to be joined by you. Thanks for having me. So you're so polite. I like these guests, you know. <laughs> you can come on anytime. But anyway, we are chatting today, China, about you being a wonderful, beautiful, indigenous Australian woman and what that means to you and your experience growing up. So please tell me about your beautiful background yeah okay um so my mum is um anglo indian which means that she was scottish settled in india so she's half scottish half indian and my dad is half scottish half aboriginal and i used to live in the masson ranges out in like northwest victoria lovely so china i want to know about your experience growing up as a young woman trying to understand your culture and to generate your own personal identity what this all means to you and what this means for you as a young woman in today's society. Yeah, so my personal experience was there was a really lack of knowledge about the Aboriginal community from our area or from anywhere. Um, a lot was skimmed over. We weren't taught the history. I didn't know pretty much anything about my culture until I went out and found it for myself or like stories from my dad. That's the only way I knew. It was really hard to find out the information needed, but coming to the city, that's where I found it. And you've been doing some amazing things in the city that we will get on to talk about. But I feel like this in general is such a topic that is unfortunately shied away from being spoken about. People don't really engage with it and don't really understand the true magnitude of what has gone on, what still continues to go on. I want to know what does being Indigenous Australian mean to you personally? And yeah, how did you feel having to go out and search for all information on your own well so half of my family i probably will never know because of lack of knowledge of ancestry and like where we're from so we're from down in perth like the wadandi mob that's where i'm from but we can't i can't find my family over there so it's all come from connecting with the Wurundjeri over here and eventually i will go back over there to find more but 
It's a lot. It's a lot harder to find what I need to find when I'm not actually over there, because my dad was moved from where he was born. So it is a personal experience, and I can't speak for everyone, but it has made me feel、um, excluded, for, especially from where I was from. It was a very white community.、Um, I did feel excluded there, like ticking that little Aboriginal box on like surveys and other like tests and stuff at school was like a big hush hush thing, and nobody. I didn't even know the other girl I went to school with who was Aboriginal because we never even spoke about it. Do you know what I mean? Like it was that sort of a. A vibe there until we got older and we could speak for more people. That's so crazy that that would even be perceived like as a negative. Yeah, I can imagine that it must have been quite confusing for you trying to grow up. This is such an important part of your identity, an important part of who you are and your understanding of the world. But we'll get on to learning more about your life, China. I'm not going to probe into it too much. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask you shoe size and stuff like that. Leave, you leave a few things personal, but I do have a few more questions for you. But before we get there, we've got some more music. Up next, we have "Self Love" by Lady Lush. This is a huge tune. You guys are on sin. Burn the stage, put the record on, turn up the dance to my favorite song. Down the way that we go, pulling up, picking up the sand in our toes, lost down the whistling trees. Lady Blue, she is calling. Tweet and Missy Elliott there with turn the lights off. I enjoyed that, China. I hope you did as well. You guys are locked in to Sin. You're listening to the Power of She with Jenna and China. Yes, I'm still here. You're still here. Oh、You're、yeah. Here. Don't don't let people at home think I'm sat here on my own like a loser again. You know? <laughs> China is here. China joins me to talk about her experience growing up as a young Indigenous Australian woman. So, China, we spoke earlier about your own personal background. Your own heritage and culture, and you kind of really opened my eyes to the fact that your own background could be in any way seen as a negative. So I kind of want to ask you next, China, about your experience growing up. Literally, as you mentioned, you got to about year five, and that's when you were like, you know what? Here I am. This is who I am. I'm not going to hide it. Yeah, this is, this is my beautiful background.、Yeah. Me, me actually telling people that I was Aboriginal was in my mind a form of rebelling, like that I was making myself different and making myself known. And it was scary, but I was at an age where I was like, "This is going to be fun. Like, I'm going to see how this goes." But even me doing that didn't inspire the other students who were Indigenous to even say anything. Like, it was still. It was still a form of like rebelling and something to be talked about all the way up until I was seventeen. All the way up until I was seventeen, it was still, oh my gosh, she's indigenous. Like she's way too pretty to be indigenous, or her family don't look indigenous. They look nice. They look exotic. Do you know? What I mean? These are all the comments that are even said to me like up until yesterday that got thrown at me. <laughs> These are the things that are said all the time, and they're the things that make. It feel、um, like an exclusion to be Aboriginal in my own country, you know, on this land that we're so grateful to have because of all of the ancestors that walked before us, and even myself. I didn't even connect that by telling people that I'm Aboriginal. I'm honouring my ancestors. It wasn't. That's not somewhere in my mind ever went. It was. I was way too scared to do that for them to do that for me. But it came to a point where. 
I saw that affecting my family and affecting my sisters and I wanted them to feel proud of their culture and proud of who they are because I got to know how beautiful the culture is and I asked the questions and I was willing to be criticised and willing to, you know, not sound how I'm meant to in order to get to that place. Like, even having this conversation with you, Jenna, is so amazing that you're just willing to ask the questions and but you're just willing to just bring it out in the open and then you know work through it work towards the future <laughs> it's not about me at all i feel like this is your space this is your platform and i'm so privileged for you to be here talking about this mm. nobody knows everything but it's about being able to admit when you're wrong yeah and say you know what okay yeah i take that on board and that's what i had to do like coming from a white society not knowing anything about my culture i had to go on the same journey that a lot of people would go on. I had to ask the questions, I had to be in the wrong, I had to have no knowledge of anything in order to get to the place where I'm more educated and know more about myself as well as like the community that we're in. So the most amazing thing is just asking and like not being scared to ask because if you get something wrong then at least you're trying and at least you're you're acknowledging that there was a past. There was a past before the past you knew. Yeah, of course. A hundred percent. I just feel like analysing your experience as a young woman, there are going to be some young women that you would have grown up with who won't have had any of this to deal with at all. Nope. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of your time has obviously had to be invested in investigating and seeking out these answers, asking these questions and not being afraid to go against the status quo, like you mentioned, and stand up for things. And I just really want to know how that affected your experience as a young woman and as the as the young woman that you are today yeah so i have a friend who's maori and telling people that she's maori is respected and people just know what it is they know what the culture is they have the understanding for me telling people that i'm indigenous is then an explanation that comes after that or how are you indigenous or my favorite is how much how much are you indigenous you don't look indigenous how much are you like percentage that's what they want they want the percentage of how much i am yeah how can you even say that i don't know and like there's a saying in like the aboriginal culture of like accepting of it doesn't matter how much milk you put in the tea it's still tea Mm. that's the same with any culture it doesn't matter how much you like quotations water it down it's still you're still that that's who i am that's who you are exactly that's still your roots that's still you know at your core Mm. and also i feel like who is anyone to quantify (laughs) your like value or your level of qualification kind of thing yeah who's there like who is this police force you know there to certify you and say oh well you you're allowed and who's there to give that permission well actually in in victoria you actually do have to be certified aboriginal like you do like i have to sign a stat deck saying if i am aboriginal and i have to have proof that i am aboriginal that's still happening today that's still happening now that's crazy (laughs) but i feel like in the comments you were talking about in just day-to-day life the fact that people will approach you yeah and ask you these questions yeah where are you from that's that's the number one because if i'm not um what they think an an australian girl should look like whether that's white or blonde or whatever they're asking me where i'm from and until i give the answer of indian they don't let they don't let up i've even gone the opposite extremes i've even just like i'm just like oh I'm, i'm i'm italian or i'm hawaiian and they're just so much more comfortable with that answer 
I've just, it, like towards the end of school, or even the start of school, I just would leave it out completely because people were too uncomfortable. Some people um, would start feeling shameful and start talking about how they're sorry and other people would start getting defensive. Like, you know, there's so many different reactions and my personal experience growing up was that I could just leave it out and make other people feel more comfortable so they don't have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a transfer of discomfort. Yeah. So it, like, I feel like you're so right in what you say that often when it comes to talking about these kind of things that relate to like race, culture, identity, anything like that, I feel like definitely as a minority myself, yeah. rather than make somebody else feel uncomfortable, we are silent because we realise that, you know, it's easier for us personally to feel discomfort yeah, and, and to let that sit within us than to make somebody else feel uncomfortable because <laughs> then it's just stressful. Yeah. But then I just feel like that's so insane. Like, some of the comments that you receive, I'm genuinely, like, baffled. Like, I'm actually so confused as to how people can think that's acceptable <laughs> to say. In any age, really. Like, yeah. For example, you were talking earlier about the term exotic. And the fact that you are called exotic in your own homeland. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow, that is something else. I hope that people listening at home can also latch on to this general, like... I'm just so, so baffled. <laughs> so, yeah. so Still lost. being called exotic. Like, and I did um, an art piece about that saying that I'm not exotic. I am actually just exhausted. I'm exhausted of trying to justify my tan skin or my black hair or my brown eyes. <laughs> it's exhausting. It's, it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make me feel welcome or admired to be called exotic. Mm. It actually sort of removes me from my country and where I'm from which is actually here <laughs> yeah and I feel like as a person like as an individual as a young woman I feel like it just then presents you with so many more questions and so many other things to kind of juggle and understand for yourself this is all tied up in this web of the extra things that you as a young indigenous woman have to deal with yeah we'll get <laughs> onto that comment that you mentioned earlier about people calling you too pretty to be aboriginal <laughs> because this this is what inspired me to want to have this conversation with you china because as i said there's a wonderful documentary that i will link on our instagram if you guys want to catch it which is called too pretty to be aboriginal discussing this phrase and discussing exactly what is wrong with this phrase and why it is not in any way shape or form a compliment but we'll get on to analyzing that and speaking more about you dropping that in because again we can't we can't ignore that either no. <laughs> before we get to there we will jump into another track more of our fantastic females china i'm very excited to keep going with these tracks because like we say it's important to spread light on these artists as well because we have played some fantastic indigenous australian artists as well please do your research please try and find more females to listen to especially indigenous females because it's so important and also these, these tracks are fire man these are actually <laughs> so good these are so so good so up next we have not an indigenous australian lady we have a uk lady but she has a very very lovely voice this is yasmin lacy with body needs healing you guys are on sin and this is the power of she didn't value the verse I'm DDV there with XOX. You guys are locked in to the power of she here on Sin with Jenna and China. China, I want to talk to you about your art because we're having a very important conversation on the show today. And I have to give you the recognition you deserve as an incredible <laughs> artist because Thank you. 
I love your work, Tyler. I really do. And Thank I was saying so to you before that I've just been stalking for ages. <laughs> Looking at your art, because I feel like you've kind of channeled a lot of your experiences into creating this beautiful art. We spoke about one piece in particular earlier. Yeah. Your piece about not being exotic, but being exhausted. And I think that's just fantastic. I think that's so spot on. Yeah. But I just really want to talk more about your art. So tell me about your journey getting to the art. Tell me about what your art means to you and yeah. all the other fantastic, wonderful work you have been doing, if you will, please, China. Yeah. Um, so my art as a kid was just drawings mostly of beautiful women. I still draw women. I find it difficult to draw men. And I've always drawn women, but when I got to an age where I went on a camp and we went to Lake Mungo with Swinburne, um, I got taught all the different symbols in Aboriginal artwork across Australia and basically the ones that um, have been sort of simplified as most of the mobs use these. Not all of them, obviously, but most of them. And then I found a way to incorporate them into my art and I found that my art flourished from that and that my understanding of my artwork could be used in a way that I could communicate how I felt about my culture and growing up through my art and it was really really difficult to even make my Instagram in the first place it took me years because I was just scared that either I'd upset someone or that nobody would like it or lots of things came to my head but I was like this may be too important to not do it so my understanding of my Aboriginal culture came into my art and it comes through in different ways. It's not all um, like dot paintings or symbols or anything like that. It's small things through like imagery of women and strong women mostly who I, you know, who I aspire to be in me. That's who they are. That's what they come out as. <laughs> Do you feel like it's really like an avenue of expression for you to be able to release all of those suppressed thoughts that you've had through growing up do you feel like art is finally a place where you feel free to really oh, display definitely. your culture to really embrace it and be proud of it yeah definitely and not even just my culture but being a young woman and being a young woman who like loves art I love artwork and I've always been interested in artwork and you know, all the suppressed things, like even the things I've talked about on the show are things I haven't talked about in years, <laughs> you know, and to be able to put that out on paper. I probably wouldn't tell somebody that I'm not exotic, I'm exhausted, but through my art I was able to communicate that and even wrote it on the actual artwork. So I'm more liberal with how I speak through my art because it's just a different way of talking about it. It's not just verbally saying it but showing people and showing them images attached to it not everything is harsh or you know rude sometimes it's just like it's just letting something be you don't have to be angry at someone for not understanding your culture you can actually just take a step back and understand where they're coming from is we weren't taught it in school we're not educated about it being you know educated about Indian culture makes people okay to talk about the Indian culture because they're educated about it they understand it whereas not being educated about the Aboriginal culture makes people scared to talk about it so through my art I just show different ways that you can be all these different women and still be indigenous do you know <laughs> that's literally so cool so so cool do you really feel like art's almost become a different language form for you where you really can put across exactly how you're feeling. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many things that, like even the different avenues that the pictures will go sometimes, are 
things that I wouldn't do in my normal life, but they they actually inspire me. These women I'm drawing inspire me to be braver or be more courageous or be a teacher for someone, like to just hold the space for them to learn and not be in judgment of them is a big deal. And these this all comes through through my art. I start thinking about it and, you know, letting go of points of view of other people and what they should be and how Australia should be and letting go of well I shouldn't have had to go and you know dig for my culture it should have been there I should be with my my people you know I should know my family letting go of that and understanding that well I can do something now and I can move forward with this and I can do it for my sisters and I can do it for my family and other kids all around you know Victoria and Australia young women who can grow up being proud and you know beautiful <laughs> Aboriginal and beautiful you know it's a it's a big deal and if they're going to see my art even for a second and it makes a difference to them then I'm going to post it <laughs> plug the socials so that people can find it if they want to see your art please China yeah so it's um, at chings underscore lab on Instagram at the moment um, yeah that's where I'm posting pretty much all of it yeah I think that you're so right in what you're saying though that it is so important to open up this discussion for young women and to get young women to really realise okay you know it wasn't there for you straight away and that in itself is a huge injustice but what can we do about this injustice like rather than looking for more problems I feel like you've been very proactive in finding a solution for yourself in terms of finding this avenue of expression but also uh, expressing yourself in a way that not only allows you to release yourself but it also allows other people to understand how you're feeling and other people to understand in a way that is just so accessible why I found your art so powerful is because yeah you can be any kind of level of intelligence you can have any kind of academic background yet you're able to read so much into this artwork and into the art that combines your culture your heritage and your history yeah and like I say is expressive for you but it also is hugely like a huge method of communication for other people yeah because they can interpret it any way they like and it can relate to someone who's not indigenous or someone who's white or anything it can relate to anybody any woman any man in whatever way and if it does something for them if it makes them think about something if it inspires them to do whatever it is that they're doing you know take that job or buy that coffee you know (laughs) then I'm happy I'm happy with that (laughs) I think that is so key though to look at that inspiration because I feel like as young people as young women we have to recognize our own potential and recognize the power that we have for change yeah because as we were saying it's one thing to sit and acknowledge the fact that something really shouldn't be away but in terms of moving forwards and trying to progress and really kind of develop things and push things further I think it really is about you know creating those solutions and looking at what we can do now yeah and creating change right here right now and I think that's definitely what we want to inspire young people listening at home to really realize is that they have power to change this again whether they are simply an ally or whether they are personally involved and personally affected we all have a power to do positive things and to make positive change be it through artwork be it through just vocalizing things and like we say just learning pure learning having the discussion 
engaging you know don't be afraid to ask a question as long as you are willing to accept if you're wrong to yeah. correct yourself and uh, apologize yeah totally and that's the only way we're going to get any form of progression <laughs> so please check out china's art because it's amazing it's so <laughs> it's so cool you will find numerous pictures all over our story <laughs> at the power of she on instagram if you want to check that out but yeah it's just incredible so so beautiful and i really just want to inspire young people listening to realize that you do have such a power even when you feel powerless yeah there are ways that you can find that you are so powerful and i think that china is definitely a very <laughs> powerful young woman Woo. Woo. <laughs> thank you speaking Jenna. of such power <laughs> speaking of, of such power and prowess we are going to jump in to some more music up next we have another fantastic track this is a prince by georgia smith you guys are locked in to the power of she and you're on sin Magic there. I absolutely love that song. You guys are on Sin here with Jenna and China. You're locked in to the power of she. We spoke on the first season of the power of she about beauty standards and about all the wonderful kind of constraints, boundaries, and barriers that women face in terms of how we're taught to be within society and what's projected to us as to what is beautiful yeah and what it really means to you know not have anybody who looks like you represented as being beautiful and to persistently be told that the features that connect you to your culture and to your background heritage aren't beautiful so i really want to talk more about people calling you too pretty to be aboriginal so yeah <laughs> please dive in china dive in tell me everything well most people do think i'm you know attractive or think that my family are beautiful and like so the shoe. <laughs> oh your family's so gorgeous what's your heritage and then i go to answer that with aboriginal or indian or whatever it is and like usually i just say it in a, in a list <laughs> it's just easier for me to say it in a list like aboriginal really you don't have the features you're too pretty to be aboriginal and that's like that happens a lot that happened last week it happened yesterday like people say it a lot a lot of people who like granted are older but it gets to a point where i don't even know what i'm supposed to say to that like obviously i'm not going to say thank you <laughs> because it makes me feel like my my culture who, that i feel really really you know attached to and i really love and i i think is absolutely beautiful and that's the main thing that a lot of australians would learn if if they did learn about it it's a beautiful culture it's an amazing culture it's so you know gorgeous stories beautiful music you know amazing traditions that are being lost and actually being phased out and that's why when somebody says to me that you're too pretty to be aboriginal it makes me think that my hair color or my skin color or my eye color doesn't meet what they expect an aboriginal to be like i'm not sure what they're but their idea of an aboriginal looks like but it's me and it's it's you know whoever else that says that they're aboriginal that's what we look like that's who we are and it doesn't mean that we're less or more 
that's just who we are and it shouldn't be then painted as ugly or beautiful do you yeah know? i have a really wonderful t-shirt that says on it you have been brainwashed into thinking that european features are the epitome of beauty yes. and i think it is so true because a lot of these issues that we have surrounding beauty standards and the kind of messages that we are sending to young women with regards to beauty and their heritage and their cultures and their backgrounds because i feel like this is something that we can definitely relate to with each other in terms of being a minority and you know being made to feel like the things that attach me to my culture aren't beautiful and that i feel like that does come from this very westernized principle that that is what is beautiful that anything that is different to that should be not accepted as being beautiful and i think it is very evident in many examples that that does have a huge effect on young women yeah. in terms of how they see themselves in terms of how they see their culture how they accept their own identity and who they are yeah and that's not saying that you know there's the tall skinny white girl isn't beautiful every no. woman is beautiful and every woman is right in being what she is and who, where she's from but that also means that then you know indigenous women all around the world are also right in being what they are and there's so much culture behind everyone that it shouldn't be weird or something that you know isn't accepted i live in this country i'm from this country this is where i am from and that's considered exotic mm. do you know like that's that's really bizarre and really weird <laughs> yeah and i think this whole idea of people saying that you're too pretty to be aboriginal and to really say that it's so degrading not, yeah it is it's entirely degrading and it's incredibly disrespectful because like you say essentially what you're saying is that you know these features do not meet somebody else's standards yeah and you know somebody else's perceptions of your culture and of your heritage i was saying to you that i watched this fantastic documentary which is called too pretty to be aboriginal where by this wonderful woman i think her name is sasha really looks into explaining why this is such a negative term and she really does explain like why it is so offensive because what is rooted in this term is you know so much history and so much like horror because as i was saying to you it's almost saying that like you have effectively assimilated it's almost like people yeah. are trying to congratulate you like oh <laughs> well done you have assimilated into this culture that we attach this idea of beauty to yeah. and and i was saying to you that um in the documentary this one woman talks about how the fact that yes she is very pale in complexion and she looks white to a lot of people but she is very proud of the fact that she is an indigenous woman yeah and you know people often congratulate her and she's saying well you don't understand that actually personally i find this a very negative thing because it shows this is a visual representation of very horrible and horrific policies that were put in place that were built up on principles of whiteness and that totally stripped like yours and her culture and heritage of the beauty that it naturally had and you know tried to breed this out of people yeah. by, through eugenics programs and through the obvious awful awful things that went on and i hope that's what you were trying to convey there china yeah absolutely that it's not it's never been a compliment to me I've, it's always made me feel like a knot in my stomach starts being formed you know and mainly because i don't want to say something then to offend them i go straight to that place of oh i've said something wrong me being aboriginal is again 
wrong or shameful or whatever it is that my mind goes to and then I don't say anything like actually that's really offensive and you've you've really hurt my feelings I go straight to okay and I just sort of stop talking to them I don't even know what to say because it's it's so common in our society that I shouldn't say anything because a lot of people would say that aboriginals cause a lot of problems you know a lot I've been around people who are saying to me that you know oh, how much money do you get paid from the government and all sorts of weird things like oh do you go to school for free do you know do you get housing for free all these random things that come to their head when they hear the word aboriginal and to me personally that word aboriginal isn't offensive i don't mind the word aboriginal um, i know a lot of people do prefer being called indigenous but i don't mind the word aboriginal but when they hear that word all these sort of images come to the head all these you know ideas come to the head and they just start starting it at me yeah yeah pretty much all negative people aren't taught about the dreaming you know the dreaming stories they're not taught about our corroboree they're not taught about smoking ceremonies they're taught about the in quotations problems in our society and how it's our fault do you know and they they start straight away saying it at me instead of asking questions or wanting to learn they they go straight to what they know which is that starts from the education system and that's not enough do you know it's not enough they're not taught enough and they go straight to the negative and then verbalize it at me <laughs> i think you have to realize that this information and this miseducation is coming from somewhere there's only so long that we can hide ourselves in ignorance for yeah. there's only so long that we can blame ignorance because realistically we have to realize and we have to take responsibility for this information that is being conveyed somewhere and as you quite rightfully said that you know we can clearly see the gaps within the education system but again it's about other people taking responsibility and you know trying to enforce that change saying well look at like primary socialization look at how we are bringing up young people how we're bringing up young children and you were saying that you do a lot for your younger sisters to really make sure that they don't face that kind of socialization that they're not taught to believe these kinds of things because you've realized that you know this might be an issue with this particular system but how you can contribute to that is trying to trying to offset that in any way shape or form even be it in a small way i feel like that is so 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 important yeah yeah because that's two more people who don't believe what i believe when i was growing up and that's that's a difference and then they can teach other people and it that's how you know these social things work that's how they change that's how it stops being the way that it is i think in general as young women as is the point of this show is that we are very miseducated about a lot of things and literally hearing about your experience and hearing about your journey i feel like it is so crazy to see that not just yourself but so many other people i feel like will be able to relate in terms of facing vast vast miseducation around this topic be it to in regards to beauty be it in regards to the history and actually what has gone on and i think it is all about uncovering that and there is so much beauty in educating yourself and finding out information for yourself and it's not a task because it helps you to understand society other people and understand processes and things in general the more knowledge you have and the more you understand and the more educated you are so there's nothing wrong with you know seeking out that knowledge and i feel like that's such a positive powerful thing to encourage young women to do and i don't want to give a spoiler to the documentary in case anyone does want to watch it but basically the conclusion of that is that really realizing that everything comes with a price and really realizing that i feel like with regards to to beauty and with regards to the miseducation that you know young indigenous women are facing 
in terms of you know not being taught that their features and their culture is so beautiful you're realizing that this concept of pretty that we have has a price and the price of that is your culture and your heritage and your background because I feel like more and more we are pushing people to reject that culture and to reject that background yeah. in order to be what we perceive to be pretty and I feel like what was so powerful for me was at the end of this documentary she literally says if that's the price of pretty I don't want to be pretty <laughs> and I think that's so important and I want so many young people like listening and young women to go forward and be like you know what I don't want to be pretty and I hope you can appreciate that too China oh absolutely that's perfect <laughs> wonderful wonderful well on that note you know we'll jump into some more music <laughs> some more tracks we'll come back for some more chats also we're not done yet we are gonna listen to some more wonderful wonderful music up next we have Must Be Love by Cassie and Diddy you guys are locked in to the power of she and you're on sin Kate with Duffman there. You guys are locked in to the power of she with Jenna and China. We back. We back. We back indeed. But we are back for a final time, unfortunately. We are back to round up our discussions. We are back to really kind of encapsulate the conversations that we have been having today. And also to send our lovely, wonderful listeners, our lovely young women, young men, anyone listening, however you choose to identify off with some wonderful food for thought china give me your best wrap-up give me your best summary (laughs) ask just if you're interested in something ask about it if you don't know who was on the land that you're on ask if you want to get involved ask anything at all that you want to get into anything you want to talk about it is time to ask because i think we're the generation that's going to be talking about it we're the ones who are going to ask it's just been too too hushed over for just too long and it's time to talk about it and it's time for everyone to be okay with it and it's time for everyone to just create the most beautiful future that we absolutely can especially with everything that's going on at the moment and everyone getting stressed about you know the climate and whatever else well let's do the social work let's let's talk to each other and you know the Aboriginal culture, the Indigenous culture of Australia is so beautiful and so in-depth and so amazing. There's so much everyone can learn and there's so much that everyone will realise that it's accepting of. There's so much that people don't know about. There's so much I don't know about it. Just be witness and just see and just see something new, you know. The only thing I can sort of add to that is that difference is not always something that should be feared. Change is not something that should be feared mm. at all. And just because somebody does something differently to you, that should be so interesting in a respectful way, in a way that you wish to observe that, to understand it and to learn. Just understand that somebody else's different way of doing something is also completely valid. Embrace that kind of diversity. We are living in such a wonderful age in terms of progression, in terms of the power that we have, the opportunities that we have and the spaces that we are creating that I feel like as young people, we just have so much potential and so many things that we can be doing and that we can be changing. That doesn't mean that what has gone on in the past isn't important because it very, very much is, but that helps us and that enables us to realise that, you know, we need to make change now and we really need to engage in these topics and discussions. Absolutely. Beautiful. (laughs) Oh, it's been so, so lovely to have you here today, China. Thank you so much for talking to me. 
about your wonderful heritage and about your background mm -hmm. and about your beautiful art. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for having this and doing this and having me here. You're welcome. Honestly, she's the most polite guest. You can come back anytime. <laughs> You're always welcome. Please, 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 if you take anything away from this whole series, from this whole discussion right here, from this individual episode, just please be conscious of listening to understand, not listening to respond. Always was always will be aboriginal land that's the end of our episode thank you so much for tuning thank in thank you this is alicia joy with selfish you guys are on sin this was a sin media podcast previously heard live on sin 90.7 okay see you later bye-bye